Hello, this is Barbara Calvano, and welcome to Let's Ask Three Angels on Blog Talk Radio. Join me now for guidance and messages from the divine to support you on your path to living with mastery. Hello, it's Barbara Calvano, and welcome to Let's Ask the Angels on Blog Talk Radio. And you can get the replay if you're not listening live today here, also downloading it, and also on Audible, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Amazon Music, Google Play, and more. So many opportunities to listen to this replay. It's an op- uh, my honor to be here today. I'm broadcasting from Queens, New York City. I've been here on Blog Talk Radio with my show, Let's Ask the Angel, since 2013, January. And it's been quite a journey. And so I basically will give you a energy update uh, reading for the week and then take listener calls, those of you who call in, and um, also let you know about online opportunities courses and workshops that I have available. If you subscribe at my website, bcalvanocoaching.com, you'll get to know the latest news. And also follow me here on Blog Talk Radio, and you'll get the latest update on the newest show. So the first thing I'm going to do today is go ahead and share with you the reading for the week here in North America in the United States. We will, we're entering like the holiday season. And in a couple of weeks, we have Thanksgiving, and then we have Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and others. So it's a time of um, the weather changes, and also we become a little introspective, but mostly we start thinking about our loved ones, our families. And the angels, as I prepared for this show, one of the messages they really showed me was that the most powerful message, the most powerful learning, the most powerful tool that we could have for our own awakening, for our deepest wisdom, is resides within our families. Kind of know this, kind of get it, but I could say after many, many years of taking courses and studying meditation, that I really get that these lessons are so powerful that they're sometimes buried, they're sometimes suppressed. And just know that we can seek a reading like today from oracle cards, from angel cards, from our angels and guides and from the outside. But the most powerful, powerful medicine for our living, most powerfully in the world, most, most effectively in our lives, resides in our families. And sometimes that's good news and sometimes that's bad news. It's like, what? I got to look at that mess. Oh, some of you are fine with your families, but it's like that's the energy matrix that starts everything else. 
everything else. Why, why do you choose what you do? Who, how do you think of who you are? All of it. All of it begins with our families. And oftentimes this may show up in a reading as an energy block, what, what we need to look at. But there's an opportunity when we see something that's difficult instead of saying, no, I don't go there. Like I heard a tarot teacher today talk about intermittent fasting, which is difficult because they get triggered because they had food issues when they were younger. Well, yes, you could avoid it, but you could also face it. That's why I work with the angels because anytime we have a difficult situation, we ask for guidance and support to move through it. And so today, you know, take a look at what is going on in your life. You can just say, that is the thing that I avoid. That is another thing I avoid. That is another thing I avoid. Instead of like, what, what may I be running from? What may I be avoiding? Because our triggers truly are our treasures. And in this reading that I was guided to do from the Divine Feminine Oracle by Megan Watterson, it's really all about love and loving ourselves first before we seek it from another. When we can be so in um, love with ourselves, not like in a, um, can't even think of the word, but you know what I mean, self-absorbed way, but just accepting of ourselves so beautifully. Everything gets better. Our health, our vision, vision meaning our ability to see like what's happening, our our abilities to have discernment. Everything gets better when our health is better. So, um, yeah, I was guided to go to the goddesses. The goddesses, we just are finishing up with Navaratri. Many people celebrate the um, festival of light in India or if you're Hindu. But it really is like the light overcoming the darkness. And what that could mean for us is the light, knowledge and wisdom, mostly wisdom, coming through our own ideas, thoughts that aren't really true. Like we could have some things that are stopping us. Say you have difficulties with food and even losing weight and exercising right now. Some of our thoughts about our bodies and our whole ways that we were brought up are observations. They're literally our observations. When we were a child, we don't see them as observations. We see them as the truth. But when we can see that we have a lot of observations in life, which include opinions, judgments, when we can see the difference between an observation, oh, that's something I saw, that's something I experienced, or the truth. So these goddesses today, whether you're a man or a woman, can help us with finding our truth. Your truth and my truth may be completely different. It's all part of our own path of learning. That's why we're here on this great journey of being a human being on the planet Earth, is to um, learn, learn how to be a human being and perhaps to have some joy and share that with others. Ultimately, that's it. So right now in this world, in our societies, there's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of opinions. And I'm going to say that most of our opinions come from childhood. Or to get more deep into it, it could even be past lifetimes that are repeated over and over again. Because sometimes we see in our own families 
There's generational observations. There are generational opinions about things. And we take them on as the truth. Now, we do this. We don't do that. We walk on this side of the street. We don't walk on that side of the street. This is how we do things. And so the great learning right now, the tool is to look and see what if anywhere where I'm experiencing some kind of restriction or I feel stopped, I feel like something's an obstacle for me, really difficult, there's probably a lack of more than one observation, another perspective. And mostly, maybe there's no partnership with another human being. Maybe we have an idea about how difficult something is or how hard something is or how horrible something is based on our own thoughts going on in our brain by ourselves. And then we might find a few friends that we can repeat it to so they will mirror back exactly what we think is as an opinion or judgment. So I'm not here to say there's one truth. I'm not here to say there's one way to do things. There is one way to do things that is to follow your heart. And that's what this um, reading for this week is about. These are goddesses, again, by the Divine Feminine Oracle, and they have messages for both men and women and all gender whatnot. So the very first card and the pictures of this card are on the Blog Talk page, and they will be at my website also. Sometimes you do get, you pick up your own messages and guidance when you look at an image or a drawing or a painting. And again, it really became clear to me today that those of us who seek, we seek an answer, we seek some support, and it's great to seek support because that's how we learn. But there's also comes a time when if you wish, if you pray for your own enlightenment, which a lot of people kind of forget to do, like you could actually pray for your own enlightenment. And that's also part of the reading. So I get to it. You can actually pray for enlightenment, like to be so able at, to be at peace in your life at any given moment, at all times. I mean, you move in and out because we're human. We have a brain. And we do have an ego, but to be so fluid and graceful in the midst of things changing and coming at us and everything, you know, we can pray for that. So most people don't, they don't ask for that. They, mostly we ask for immediate removal of our uncomfortability. And rightly so, but sometimes letting yourself feel uncomfortable, not like so you're hurting yourself, but being able to be in uncertainty and uncomfortability actually help you have a release of something. Because what you'll see is it's an experience, a memory in your body, in your mind. And when you just be in it and sit in it, even dwell in it a little bit, something happens. It disappears. So instead of living life like how can I avoid how can I go through life and avoid as much uncomfortability as possible? That's, um, you may be selling yourself short on experiencing a really, really great life because I can tell you, as soon as I was able to let myself jump into situations that were uncomfortable, difficult, scary, mostly I started at age 35, but it really accelerated at age 50. And it, kept, it keeps going and going. It's like, yeah, when something is a little daunting or, you know, gives me like a little scare, 
not that it's going to hurt me or crazy like I did in my 20s, some crazy things. I have to really learn something, expand myself, take on new things. I, gotta, I have to be willing to go to places I've never been before. And the first thing your ego will do is say, don't, you don't need to be uncomfortable. What can we do just to say, stay numb and comfortable and not push ourselves and get the most out of life? <laughs> you know, it's like, or, you know, I don't really want that much, so I'm not going to push myself that hard. I'm okay living kind of in this box of I'm okay. It's kind of like you're in your casket already. You're in the box of death because you're not willing to live life. And when you live life, there is the potential of risk. When you really go for life, you're going to fail. So here's the reading for the week. And I'm inspired with this little talk because of these three goddesses that came into the reading this week. And the first one is Rabia, the queen of saintly women. And some of these goddesses I've never heard before, but I assure you that if you got this goddess deck, this deck of divine feminine, you'll learn so much of the great, great, great women who came before us and who really gave their total lives for some very, very powerful precepts and ideas and energies. So here we go. We know about a few of them, like Joan of Arc and Mother Mary and Kuan Yin, but there are many, 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 many more. So here we are. I'm in service of divine love. I move the way love asks me to move. So here she is. Who she is is Rabia represents a rare, pure love that doesn't seek anything other than simply to love. Rabia was one of the most influential Sufi women in Islamic history. She's a Muslim saint and a Sufi mystic who lived on the 8th century in Basra, present-day Iraq. On the night she was born, her father had a vision of Muhammad. He told him, your newly born daughter is a favorite of the Lord and shall lead many Muslims on the right path. When Rabia was still just a little girl, her father died and she was then sold into slavery. And as you listen, know that these goddesses pertain to different religions. They may not be yours, but see if you can just listen and hear the gold about this person's life because we all live on this planet together. So when Rabia was, so that she would pray every night to be released so that she could spend the hours of her day in service of her God. When her master overheard her prayers and saw that she was illuminated with light as she prayed, he realized she was a saint. He released her immediately. She went into the desert and worshipped in solitude. Rabia became known as the queen of saintly women because of her purity of her love and devotion to Allah, her God. So I do not want to worship from fear of punishment because in some religions that what they, that's what they teach or the promise of a reward even, but simply for the love of God. So when our soul selects this card, it's something for us to learn. You know, can we just love for the sake of loving? Many of us say we do. You know, it's like, okay, sure, I'm loving. But many of us know that there's that, it feels, it feels like a, like some closets or some doors to rooms in our lives from times in our lives that we had a lot of pain and suffering. We just choose not to look at it, but it goes with us to the, for the rest of our lives. And we try to do our best. We try to live our life around, I'm not going to say that they're lies, but we know that there's some things that we're just choosing 
not to look at. We're choosing to ignore. So in her lifetime, Rabia embodied a freedom that divine love offers us. If we see her face as a metaphor of the soul's progression, she went from slavery to sainthood by devoting herself to her God, Allah. Her only concern was the love that she could give to God. Every action was motivated by her devotion to God and through it she received the greatest spiritual gift, self-realization. So my friends, if we devote ourselves to something other than ourselves, and in my work and my teachings I talk about connecting to your own higher power, your own, not to a particular religion, it's your own choice, God, goddess. And when you connect to something outside of yourself as the all-powerful source of energy, you have, you kind of got a connection to a partnership. You definitely have a connection to a partnership. That you're not here to do this life alone, which is really, really hard. It's really hard to do your life alone. So although it can be very difficult, loving without expectation is a profound spiritual practice. More often, our love for someone is loaded with ideas of who that person needs to be for us. But divine love is unconditional. It's a love that seeks only to love. No hidden agendas, no strings attached. Rabia relates to one of her poems, Prayer should bring us to an altar where there are no walls or names exist. Each time we're able to love someone or ourselves without condition that the love we arrive at this altar within us, we free them and ourselves. We remember what Rabia knew so well, that to love just for the sake of loving lets the divine act through us. So the question is, are my current actions motivated by love? And the intention with this card is, I am in service of divine love. I move the way love asks me to move. So again, we're moving towards that time of year where we start thinking about our families a lot and some of us can get very, very depressed or reactivated or irritated or annoyed or upset. So this reading and these goddesses, saints have a message that we could try on. We don't have to automatically accept it because it's difficult. It's difficult to live a life where we're going to love for the sake of love, especially those who have hurt us. So it doesn't mean we just go back and pretend everything is rosy again. But how could we be if we could just love them for who they are? And in this moment, give them all that we can, our heart. So that is the first card. Pretty, pretty big message. And the next card is Marguerite Porette. And here is this divine feminine goddess. The mystic of divine love. Love is divine, and I am nothing except love. So who she is, Marguerite Porette is the essence of divine love and truth that all we are is love. Marguerite was a French Beguine born in mid-13th century. The Beguine movement was a spiritual revival among women in the late Middle Ages that emphasized an imitation of Christ's life. These Beguines are holy women lived together in semi-monastic communities. Here. They were not nuns. 
They didn't take any formal vows and could leave at any point, but they lived with shared spiritual intention. So Marguerite wrote a spiritual masterpiece titled The Mirror of Simple Souls. It reveals the spiritual process she went through to be transformed by divine love. I am God, says love, for love is God, and God is love, and this soul is God by the condition of love. By 1306, the Bishop of Cambrai deemed her work heretical and condemned it to be burned in Perret's presence. Even so, it continued to circulate widely through the Middle Ages, and in some ecclesiastical centers, it was embraced as an almost canonical piece of theology. Perret was ordered to stop circulating her book and to recant her ideas of God as love, but she refused. So she was arrested as a relapsed heretic and a free spirit, which included the belief that humans could achieve union with the divine, which today is not such a, you know, many of us embrace that idea. The Catholic Church conducted an unprecedented trial to decide her fate. And like Joan of Arc, much of her life is recorded because of the transcripts of her lengthy trial. So she maintained her truth that the soul has no other will but God's, and that when the soul is united with God's love, this state of union causes the soul to transcend the contradictions of this world. She suggested that we can be transformed by divine love into love itself, which isn't separate from God, and that ultimately no one outside sources needed in this transformation. It's between the soul and God alone. So Marguerite was burned at the stake in 1310. The Mirror of Simple Souls continued to gain in popularity but was distributed as an anonymous text until 1946 when Romana Guarneri identified Latin manuscripts of the Mirror in the Vatican. Marguerite's name returned to the text, which then it was published for the first time in 1965. So you can see the legacy of this woman that many people don't know about. But the idea that we are God, God is love, we are God. Many of us have a grasp of that, but it's something to think about. That is where all of our energy is, all of our ideas. We do mirror this great source of energy. So there's nothing more powerful than remembering that we are love. And there's nothing and no one outside of us that is needed in order to realize this. It's between our experience of the divine and our own soul. We can let go of what we think we need to prove or what we think we need to be in order to receive love because we remember that we are love. Then we can stand in that truth even through flames. So Marguerite is a courageous truth teller and the truth of her experience is that love alone can free us. Not the love of another might give us, not the love of family or friends. All of this is powerful and significant. But the true source of love for us is in the fact that we are a soul and that soul is in union with the divine. She reminds us that when we've forgotten that love is the essence of who we are and that true love is found within, Marguerite says, love has no beginning, no end, and no limit. And I am nothing except love. This is the time to own and to know this truth more fully. It is the most profound and radical act we can ever take, knowing the love we already are. 
So how can I feel the love that I am more deeply? That would be our meditation. Love is divine, and I am nothing except love. So this is another powerful message coming from this, a saint, this beautiful deck. So we're really being asked to know that as we go into this season of holidays where, again, family issues, family memories come up, maybe instead of pushing them away, we just wrap our arms around them. You don't even have to make anything up. Just hold, hold the energy of your family. Hold it and remember that you are love. And be surprised because perhaps there might even be miracles where if you just come from being love instead of I can't, I don't, I don't want, stay away, you know, resisting, something may happen. Our hearts may open even more. I'm telling you, miracles can happen. And then the third card we have with this like trilogy of energy this week is from Akilanda. Akilanda, the goddess of never not broken. This continues this theme about who are we if we're not all these judgments and opinions. And if we are love, what do we do about that? How can we be with this if I'm just pure love? Everything happens for my liberation, she says. I choose to become only more love. So this is the time, my friends, when we see a lot of things happening around. We easily go to judging, analyzing, critiquing, defensiveness, opinions. And when we take that even further, we go into more fabrications and we, we add on more opinions and things. And before you know it, you've got this like, kind of like a monster of ideas and thoughts. And there might be a vague, vague feeling like I'm repeating all this stuff. I got a vague feeling it may be not true, maybe even definitely doesn't feel right. And whenever I go through this conversation of this, opinions and judgments, I don't feel so great. I feel disconnected. And notice, you might even attract more of that energy. This is what we call lower energy. It's not bad. It's just that it's another, it's one of the ways to live on earth right now. Constantly looking to judge and blame and be in fear and to attack. Yes, happening big time all around us. So Akilanda teaches us, she represents the essence of the phoenix. She's the indestructible energy that embraces change. She knows that everything is conspiring to transform her only into more love and light. Akilanda is an elusive goddess from Hindu mythology. Her full name is Akilanda Vishwari. Ishvari in Sanskrit means female power or goddess. And Akilanda means never not broken. So she's the goddess of never not broken. She can never be broken because she always is. She's the embodiment of what we try to avoid, the dissolution of our ego's identity. Her power is unparalleled. She radiates potent light and joy. That's the goal of change, transformation, or pain. There's very little written about her. She is meant to be known through experience. 
She's intimate interior goddess that we meet when we are at the darkest moments of grief and heartbreak. So that, my friends, knowing that there is an incredible loving energy that is right there when we're facing such a time. There are incredible beings, and here I'm talking about one. She shows us where our energy is trapped, where we have been stifled in routines or others' expectations of us. And she whispers the liberation we will experience once we let ourselves break open and allow the new expression of ourself to come blazing through. She reminds us that we always have the power to choose to see every event as yet another opportunity to become more light, to become more of the radiant soul we are here to be. So when our soul selects this card, many of us exert tremendous energy in the effort to not break or fall apart. We resist our grief, our heartbreak, or we deny the need to change until the choice no longer feels like it's ours. Something sideswipes us in our ordinary life and shatters who we think we are and how we identify ourselves. Sometimes we call that rock bottom. Here's what Akilanda reminds us. Vulnerability is our greatest strength. And that big sound from outside with the trucks, that's kind of like an affirmation. If any of you do readings, you know you pay attention to sounds and things that show up in your reading. That was a big whoosh of energy. So vulnerability is our greatest strength. If we are always broken, we can never break. And you know what she means by broken. Broken meaning we are allow ourselves to be fragile, which many of us in our society, it's not, you know, not a good thing to do because we might get hurt again. Akilanda is the most intimate and personal, personally powerful goddess because she meets us in those moments when we can feel most alone, most exposed, and most afraid. She models how to thrive in the midst of change. She uses pain to joyfully and purposefully transform. She sees everything as an opportunity to release what isn't serving her. And she knows that being broken isn't a failure or something we should avoid. It's actually the whole point. We are here to let our ideas of ourselves go up in flames so that beneath the ashes, the soft core of who we truly are arises. And so that we remember that it's not the heart that ever breaks. It's the ego ever expands. This is so great. I need to share it again. We are here to let our ideas of ourselves go up in flames so that beneath the ashes, the soft core of who we truly are arises. And so that we remember that it's not the heart that ever breaks. It's the ego. The heart only ever expands. The meditation is what heartbreak can I see now as an opportunity to expand? So in our lives right now, what heartbreak can I see now as an opportunity to expand? And our intention, everything happens for my liberation. I choose to become 
only more love. So these, this trilogy of saints and goddesses this week are here, standing by us, as if our best coaches and buddies to say, ready to experience more fully the great, great life that has been given to you. Take a look at how you look at love. Know that you are love. It's not something outside of you, though that can help us feel better. But you are a powerful source of love. You are made in the image of God. You are God, goddess, and God is love. In just a moment, it's it's another sign that that is getting emphasized, (laughs) emphasized in this reading. And then lastly, you know, when we can be more vulnerable, it's not easy. But there are so many angel, earth angels around us, therapists, counselors, healers, teachers, friends, positive friends who want us to grow but not stay small. They can help us. But being alone and thinking that we're just going to figure this out by ourselves is not always the best thing. Because when we, even when we read a great book, oftentimes we miss the whole point because we can only read it through the perception of how we see life. If we see life as difficult, we may not even change through the great words and wisdom and even the wonderful energy that's being given forth out of a great spiritual book, a book of, uh, that is so, so um, created to help us. We may not be able to get it because... We can only see at the, energy, at the level of the energy that we are. So if you take on that you are love, that's the biggest energy. That is truly, truly the biggest energy. And then that allows us to ex- continue to expand, continue to see things that you couldn't see before about ourselves and especially at this time about our families. So that's a reading for the week. And... Um, I have an angel circle that has been scheduled for November 18th. It might very well be changed because I may have an acting job. That's another thing I do here in New York City on that day. So just stay tuned if you're interested in coming to an angel circle. It's where I do a long healing meditation. I share some guidance from some oracle cards that I feel guided to pull for the group, the specific group. And sometimes there are some other um, gifts and um, specials. So you would sign up at my website, Be Calvano Coaching, to get the latest information or go ahead and register for the Angel Circle, though I'm pretty sure it's going to be changed. So you may just want to follow me at my website to get the new information. So thank you again. And I'm going to take a sip of water and then I'm going to do the uh, readings here, the people who've called in. Okay, so these are mini readings. They're just one-card readings I do. And if you're interested in getting a full reading, you can uh, purchase one at my website under services. And that's when we do a full one-hour session on Zoom. I send you photos of all 10 cards that we pull. And then also I send you a recorded, now this is what I'm doing now, it's 10 to 15 minutes of a healing meditation just for you. So you get all of that in your one-hour session with me. And my prices are going to increase due to the cost of living that's happening here in the world. And um, my angels guided me to do that, and that will be happening in January of 2022. 
So it's a good time to get in on the offerings that I have right now. And also, again, at my angel circle, sometimes I, I give even bonuses. Okay, so here we go. Area code 951. What is your name and how may I help you today? Hey, it's Nathaniel calling in. Hi. Hi. Hi, Nathaniel. Great to hear from you. Good to have the show. Thanks. You're welcome. So how can we help you today, Nathaniel? Well, I kind of hurt my knee and stuff uh, uh, on the mend here, but uh, I just uh, don't know. I'm looking for all aspects of my life. I think you really have to do that one thing that sets you off to set, set off everything. Is that true? Say that again. You really have to do the thing that you're supposed to do, you know, are you following me? Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. You really have to do the thing that you're supposed to do. I'm not. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, like you know, you're, you know, you really have to do, you know, your craft. You mean in order to to grow, you have to, to do, do you have to do the work. Yeah. 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 And you know, if we don't do it in this life, we come back and we got to do it again. You know, so we may as well get get to work in this life. Yep. Because, um, you know, not everybody's on the path of spiritual enlightenment because it's hard. It's easier to be unconscious. It's really hard. It's not easy. But it's. I think it's the most satisfying because I've met some of the wealthiest people in the world here in New York City through my husband's practice and even in some of my readings that I've done at corporate events, I met some really super wealthy, super powerful people, but they still have the same issues that we do. How do you be happy? They worry a lot and they are, are bitter and jealous and all kinds of stuff. No, they just have the same the same things about the, the, doing the spiritual work is hard. So here's the card that I pulled for you. It says, open your heart and mind to those around you, trustworthy and heartfelt advice, and charity work. So I really feel the main part of this message for you is continue to keep your heart open and to those, uh, your heart and your mind open to those around you, and you'll know what to do next. Yep. That's, it's that simple, and it can be that difficult because we're in a period of time where each of us is growing some people use the word ascending. We're, we're changing rapidly, and um, we're facing a lot of very um, repeated patterns from uh, the karmic patterns from many lifetimes. So our lessons right now might be really hard, it might be very very hard. But we chose this path. So as long as we remember that we chose it, and that we are love. We don't have to fear so much. We just need to look at where do I need to bring more love in my life? And ultimately, how can I love myself more? How can I love myself more and know that I have things to offer? I have talents to offer. I have abilities to offer. But when we truly are in touch with that, other people feel it. But if we're not in touch with it, they, they only feel what we're mirroring to them. So this is King of Water. And it's describing you or somebody coming into your life as trustworthy, compassionate, respected, and cultured. Okay? 
So someone will come into my life that's all those things. Mm-hmm. If you're open, because that what, that's what we think about is what we will attract. So that's living a life of mindfulness is so important because we can see is what is showing up around us is, um, you know, our thoughts. And like if you're, you know, I had some um, right leg issues and right hip issues and I had to look at, my fear, like, well, oh, I thought I was fearless. Okay, that the right side is yeah. actions, the masculine side, and it's about taking actions. Just continue to take actions. Well, that answered my question because I wanted to see uh, what was going on with my right knee. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've been on. The, I heard it Wednesday, and I went around. Mm-hmm. Got around Thursday, and then I couldn't walk. Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday. And now mm-hmm. here is Monday, and I'm kind of walking, but I think this has been a, kind of a thing to take action, and I feel, you know, like it's really going to give me, you mm-hmm. know, more on a, a exercise, uh, kind of chiropractic, uh, yoga uh, situation, because I have numerous chiropractic problems where I find I have to adjust myself, mm-hmm. which well, is uh, quite yeah. impossible. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you've got to do what you got to do. sounds like you may need to ice it or also use heating packs, heat, heat, you know, but sometimes when we have our injuries, they are our best teachers because we have to pay attention to that energy that's going on in our body and then find ways to get help and to get the help. Yep. Or the alternative is to go unconscious and numb yourself and pretend like there's no problem, which most of the people do. They pretend like there's no problem or they accept it as their fate. And then it's a slow downhill spiral from there. You know? So as long as we're ready to take action and um, partner up with the earth angels around us, then we're going to see a lot of um, openings. Okay. Hey, thanks Barbara for having your show okay. and talking to me too. Okay. You're so welcome. Okie dokie. All right, my friend. Right, so I'm going to the next caller is area code 914. What is your name and how may I help you today? Hi, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. My name is Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Um, I just thought it was beautiful what you were telling the last caller. Um, that was just really, really special. Um, what I was wondering, though, um, is if I have a move um, coming up, just want like a change of scenery, just thinking the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I also feel it might be better um, for me job-wise there. I was just mm-hmm. wondering if that's the, the right nudging I'm getting from the angels, okay, from my so higher self. Yeah. I pull an angel card for you, and I normally don't do, yeah, I don't usually, I'll, what I do with my reading, because there's all type of readers, is I show people where their energy blocks are. So if you already have that, ah. as, you already have that as favorable choices, right? You already have that as favorable mm-hmm. choices. So you, what you need to do is trust yourself, mm-hmm. and then from there, take a look at any other messages and guidance have you been receiving, and take actions on that. So my whole approach to spiritual coaching is I don't give people so much the answers. I help them see 
how to move more fluidly with their choices. So I have a sense you've already made that. I'm going to pull ah. a card to see what it says. But I don't do, like, predictions. I, I, right. I, I help people see that they're already empowered. You already have the answers. It's just you have to trust I yourself. And, and if you make a mistake, then you've got to trust what did you learn from it. But it's not about waiting. Right. It's not about waiting for the right answer. It's about learning to trust yourself to trust your own listening and to basically to trust yourself. And if there are, again, if you know of any other messages or ideas of inspirations that have come to you about what you could do to get more certainty, whether it's talk to, talk to a certain person, email a certain person, get in and get the information that you can do and take the risk to make the phone calls, do what you have to do, then you do that. You expand your um, your actions. You expand your circle of uh, participation. Right? So that's how you do it. Beautiful. I'm not going to say, oh, I see you living by the water and I see you. Do-. No, I don't. That's not, you know, no. That's going right. to work for you. you. You visualize what you want and start taking the actions in and around that vision. Okay, so right. what I've got for you here is Oh, I love it for you. The sun. So if this place ah, that you're looking for is more sun, we love it. It's got the sun. Yeah. We have, Ar- <laughs> we have Ar- Archangel Uriel, which is the Archangel of ideas, brilliant ideas. So, you know, let those ideas continue to flow for you. And uh, uh, so the message on the card says, Catherine, it's great. This is happy outcome. Brilliant new ideas that lead to success. Have confidence in yourself. And that's the main thing. Have confidence in yourself. That's the main, yeah. main, main thing. So this, you know, this is an affirmation from your archangel saying, you know, you've been thinking about this for a while. This is a major change oh. card, major arcana. So it does definitely mean big changes. It wouldn't be it's filled with so much golden light. So, you know, um, the, when I saw the sun, it's like, you know, we have sun here on the northeast, <laughs> you know, here. But yeah. there's also a whole different kind of sun on the west coast, you know. So, but it also has sunflowers, too. So there is still some land, you know, it's near, it's not completely by the water. So I do see a lot of land. So that's what wow. I have for you. And the card number is number 19. So you might want to pay attention to that number if it shows up around you, 19. Okay? Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was gorgeous. Thank you. You're so, so welcome, Catherine. Okay. I'm going to move on to the next one. Thank you so much for listening today. Okay, my friends, that's going to be a show today. Um, again, I am going to have a holiday angel circle. It may not be on November 18th, but if you're interested, be sure that you subscribe to my website, bcalvanocoaching.com, with your email, and then you'll get the, the updated information there. And then just follow me here on the blog talk page so that you get the latest um, email notification whenever I do a show whenever I schedule a show. So again, this whole message as we approach the last couple of months of the year is all about love. <laughs> know that you are love, that you are enough. 
How are you loving yourself? Do you really love yourself? Are you pretending? And is it time for you to know that, you know, as the last um, goddess saint was talking about, where in your life could you be more vulnerable? Where in your life can you open your heart more? And maybe even take a look at where your heart was broken. So in that time, you can experience what happened, and then it will disappear. Now, of course, if it's too, too recent, you may need the help of a therapist or counselor. But don't avoid life, because our life is found in our participation and connection with people. And that's how we learn about ourselves. And you can read books. Books are fabulous. But the real work is done is when we look at our relationships with people. And that's what we're going into right now. So it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be a lot of transformation, a lot of breakthroughs for a lot of people as we see that we can no longer avoid our heart, our love. And it may be time just to forgive on a biggest, on the biggest scale that we've ever been able to forgive and move and be in the present to just love, just love for no reason, just love. All right, my friends, thank you so, so much, and we'll see you next week. Have a beautiful, beautiful day, and angel blessings.